Let's come into the West Coast Eagles camp, uh, Haggis, because they're edging closer like every other club in the AFL competition to uh, kicking off their pre-season matches. Daniel Pratt, the Eagles' backline coach, has been good enough to join us. Hello, Pratty. Uh, morning, guys. How are you going? Going extremely well. well I suppose everyone's flying and <laughs> you're looking forward to it all and all of that. We get all the uh, all the platitudes out of the way early. Yeah, no, you've answered all the standard. Uh, <laughs> you've taken the standard away, so I have to have to change it up a bit today. <laughs> Just a quick, a really broad one straight away, Daniel Kim Hagdorn here. Um, how close to full strength you reckon you might aim to be for your first pre-season game against Geelong? In it's about three weeks' time. Well, that's a really good question. Um, we've got a we've got a few guys uh, who are. You know, working through their management with um, you know, minor surgeries or, mm-hmm. or you know, minor ailments, um, who are looking on track at the moment to um, be able to play it sometimes during their JLT series. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, obviously Nick's not going to play. Um, he's that would be full strength with him. But uh, yeah, it looks like we've got, we're going to be uh, pretty close to getting a lot of guys back in that period, which would be great to have a, uh, a good hit out. Um, before we get to round one. Pratty, just speaking about round one, I mean, we in the media love it because we think it's the most exciting week of the season and besides the grand <laughs> final, which you blokes happened to win last mm, year. Mm. But is there an overemphasis in, within the walls of the Eagles to you know, hone in on round one? Because there are some guys you just don't want to rush. I mean, it's not paramount that all of them play in round one. No, it's not. You know, there's, um, there's 22 rounds to qualify for, for finals and every game is important as the next. So... Um, yeah, we we do look at that. Um, if guys are if guys are at a fitness level that we um, we think is good enough to compete at AFL level, whether it's round one or round twelve or fifteen, um, they play. So um, we get guys ready to play um, round one. If if some guys who aren't ready, then um, you know we'll, we'll be able to look at some of the depth we've got and uh, and get those guys in. Uh, Daniel, there's a whole new sort of uh, degree of uncertainty and enthusiasm in all in the same uh, approach with the new rules for 2019. Now, you particularly the defensive area, and being able to watch some of your training, I get an impression there's a distinct intention to move the ball a lot quicker. But from the defensive area, are you actually working some match sims and drills designed particularly around how you'll move with the new rules? Yeah, well, there's a, there's a few rules um, probably impact the area I look after, which is, is obviously centre bounce. Um, you know, you've got to have six forwards inside the 50 metre arc, and yep. and one of those six forwards and defender have got to be inside the um, the goal square to start. So there is a big gap um, between where the centre bounce happens and the first row of players um, from that clearance, and then uh, which is you know we've seen a few things that we need to adjust with that, as well as. Um, Probably uh, opposition kicking the ball in, and us kicking the ball in. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're bringing the um, uh, centre square back 19 metres, or that the protected area back to 19 metres from from nine metres is uh, is a bit of a difference. So the, the guy kicking's got a lot more time to make a decision, or if he wants to play on, um, you know, to kick it. You know, Shannon can almost get it over the centre circle. Yeah. So um, if he if he gets a bit of um, protection there, so. Uh, there's a few things we're looking at in that space, and we've just gone to that phase now where we're we're trying a few things. And um, obviously, being on the on the west coast, it's a little bit difficult because you don't really get to see what other teams are doing. Uh, you know, you can sort of jump down past the training session here and there and and see what guys are trying. But um, you know, we've only got Freo down the road, so there's only two of us. But 
I'm sure we'll see a bit in the in the JRT um, pre-season games. So you need to mesh it together, we know that. Uh, but it's going to be a little different, isn't it? Because normally clubs from kick-ins used to roll up the ground. Now, what about your midfield? What do you think they'll be doing in this situation when you can play on freely as you can? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, people may think you may... We, you know, teams may score more. Um, the one thing about kicking out from fullback is if you turn it over by taking a few more risks, you're susceptible to getting scored against as well. So, um, you know, one you know, one risky play that doesn't work out can lead to being real conservative. So, uh, which you often see, you know, between you know, even with all ball movement at the start of the season, it does the scoring does go down because teams don't want to get scored against. But I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. And um, we're we're trying a few things and. I'm sure we'll get a good strategy before round one. Do you think you'll do away with a designated kick-in exponent? As in one player? Yeah, because, I mean, you guys were quite consistent. You look at some of the statistics over the summer, a lot of clubs had their preferred kick-in expert. You know, Sydney's was uh, Jake Lloyd, Shannon, her new guys, uh, Luke Ryan at Fremantle. Uh, Mostly, they took it. Yeah, well, we've got our preferred kickers. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, in fast play and... Uh, if there's a score in fast player behind, whoever's closest at most clubs will just take the kick in. Um, at a set shot, obviously, we you know we had Jeddah and Hearn take a lot, um, but we started to use Duggan towards the back end of the year a bit more and, mm. and Shepard as well. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll still stick with um, what works for us at the moment, and um, if we have to adjust, we'll do that kind of track. Pretty uh, Haggis has been fortunate enough to go down and watch you train on several occasions, as he does. Uh, some of us can't make that for whatever reason, but uh, uh, there's a lot of boys in their second, third, and fourth pre-seasons. Who's out of the normal ones, that we obvious ones, has inspired you and thought, well, geez, this kid's maybe it might be his turn to break out? There's a few guys who are um, starting to, you know, sharp. we've just started match practice, so we're just starting to see guys um, uh, get rewards for the work they put in over the break and in you know, the pre, pre-Christmas phase. So, you know, Petra Coey has been... Um, uh, you know, going quite well, especially with obviously Lecker um, leaving the clubs. It's important we we uh, replace him. Um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, he's irreplaceable in some ways with his leadership, but um, you know, he's going well. Um, you know, Waterman's going quite well as well. So, the two guys who have been around um, you know, for two or three years, and then you know, um, Archie's uh, had a couple of really good sessions the last couple of weeks coming out from Port. So, um, we're starting to see. Um, some of those guys from underneath um, that half forward starting to push through with a few more opportunities. And then and we've got guys like Frankie Watson and, and Rotham and Mutima down back um, you know, competing for spots with you know, pretty experienced back six, which is, um, which is pleasing. You just said something that pricked my ears up. Uh, did you just say you've just had... So this morning you've had a practice match? Oh, no, no, no. We've been... Um, We've been just with our, uh, our general training. Oh, okay. Train, train phaser, and now he's uh, a bit more competitive. Do you anticipate, yeah, and your fitness levels are always at a premium, but with the new rules, six and six, they have to get into position, less likelihood of uh, constant rotation. Do you anticipate fitness levels will be required to be even more higher this season than other seasons and fitter, fitter and stronger for longer? <laughs> yeah, well, definitely after uh, after a goals kick, because you yeah. have to run back to the centre the goal square, so... If a goal gets kicked at one end and everyone's up that end of the ground, it's almost, uh, I think mean, you've got 40, 40 seconds or so to get back to the goal square. But, oh, look, it's it's interesting. Um, a lot of people don't know how it's going to pan out with these new rules. And I think um, once the games and the season settles, uh, I'm not sure 
um, how much of a difference will play besides when a goal gets kicked because um, obviously the reset and then a very isolated play so from that centre bounce so uh, yeah, it's interesting. I'm not sure how it's going to pan out with the fitness levels. And one more on that. Bit of a leading one, I guess, and a, a bit uncertain. You in your area, stoppages and clearance from those stoppages. What's going to be even more important then with the structures up, and especially the 6-6-6? Six, 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 ruckman or ground-level receivers, initiators, runners, clearances, accurate clearance from those stoppages? Yeah, well, that's, that's, um, that's interesting. I'm, I'm a bit... I think some bounce is going to be there's going to be a slight change, but once the ball if it goes to a stoppage or a bounce is throwing, it's back to the rules from last year. So mm-hmm. I think we'll see a very similar play to that. Um, but centre bounce is definitely going to be um, you know we're going to see some deeper entries I would say from from those entries uh, from those clearances. Um, but yeah, it's, a, a lot of people are, are just waiting to see the JLT games to see where it's all at. Mm. You tend to have a rolling forward line. Now, with the two boys that have to start in the square, are they likely to be two taller options or one and one? Or how, how have you been working it so far? Oh, we've got we've got a lot of different options we can go to um, uh, with our forward line. You now we've got pretty flexible players down there, so we can play talls or smalls deep. Um, it just depends on matchups and and what the game looks like for us and. If, we're, if we've got an advantage or the opposition's got an advantage at CB, so there's so many things to consider for those, you know, those sort of decisions. One final one from me, uh, Daniel Pratt. Uh, again, a little bit intrusive and helped me having seen something. But Jack Darling, I saw operating as a key defender early this week in opposition to Oscar Allen. Is there anything in Jack Darling possibly playing a bit of defence or more so Oscar Allen learning against you know, your gun key forward? Oh, no, that's, um, yeah, that, as I say, the wrong team could confuse a few people here, but, uh, no, this was our, some of our match practice and training, mm-hmm. our drills, you know, forwards, forwards playing forwards for a bit, backs playing backs, um, and obviously, you know, the leadership of guys like him and, you know, JK and, and Cooper, these guys, it's really important that they get to run around with some of our younger players and help them with their leading patterns and things like that, as well as the guys down back, so, um, it's yeah, it's not a not a defensive. Uh, he's not looking playing down back. He's uh, mm-hmm. very handy for us up forward. Mm-hmm. So I think there would be, be a few West Coast supporters who, who would uh, be asking the questions I reckon if he was playing fullback. But um, no, just just how we do our our training drills. Hey, Pratty, uh, we'd love to ask Simo, but we can't. So I'm asking you. Uh, the AFLX is on the uh, on the table. Only four players from each club. Are you a little concerned? Have you taken any players off the table who shouldn't be selected or you don't want to be selected? Uh, I'm not sure. That's not my uh, area to. I just worry about coaching my boys. So uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Any of your boys uh, off that, the table? Um, I, to be honest, I, I would not know. You'd probably have to ask um, Bond or uh, you know that question. I'm actually not sure what's going on with the AFLX. I've seen the promotion for it, and um, it looks pretty um, a different concept than previously with the way they're doing it. But I'm not sure what's going on with the AFLX. So. You have to ask someone else that question. Will, jo- will Josh Kennedy play one of your pre-season practice matches heading into round one? Oh, well, he's probably in a position now where um, he's pushing to um, put his hand up. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for. Um, obviously, he missed the start of the season last year, and um, he didn't really miss a beat. It took him probably one or two weeks to get back to what we expect from him. But um, yeah, our expectation from him is to keep preparing well, and if he does become available for JLT, which he's on track to. Um, that'd be great if he can get a couple of hit outs and you know, we'll get to see him and, and JD um, work together 
from from round one. And if if things don't work out, then as we spoke about before, um, every round is as important as the next. So we'll get him ready for um, when he's at a level that we think is um, good enough to compete at AFL level and provide what he can provide for us. Pretty, thanks for your time and taking our call. We really appreciate it. Good luck with the lead up to the season. Uh, cheers, boys. Have a good afternoon. See you, Daniel. Daniel Pratt there from the West Coast Eagles. Right.